mug engineer. A mug engineer? Yes, a mug engineer. Like coffee mugs? No, um, root beer. <laughs> root beer mugs, okay. Not root beer mugs, the company mug that makes root beer. Company mug. Mugs root beer. Mug root beer. Any any root beer company, actually. Oh. I, so for like most of my life, I've not been a fan of root beer. And then we were watching Twin Peaks the other night, and they were drinking from a coffee mug, and it looked like a root beer. And I was like, I want root beer, and I'm obsessed with root beer now. I yeah, love root I'm, beer. I, you have been mentioning root beer a lot. Often. I've been almost daily. When I go to lunch break, I'm looking at different brands of root beer, and I'm trying different oh. brands. Uh, so you're saying for your birthday, I should get you like a gourmet Trader subscription Joe's. to? No. <gasps> do they have like a root beer box? Oh yeah, I bet they do. I would love a root beer box. <laughs> okay, okay, well there we go. I have your gift. Let me go and get on uh, Amazon right now. Uh, okay, so so Lisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, when I grow up, I want to be. Um, a hazmat uh, worker because I I have done that this whole week and so I feel like I could already just do it. I've, I'm trained. I can get in and out of a situation, get it cleaned up. I had two kids with the flu this week and so there was there was a lot of cleanup, a lot of hazmat cleanup this week. So that's what I'm going to do. I could the, do it as a, as a job. Those, those outfits are not becoming on anybody. Yeah, but I would look like I was an E.T., E.T. phone home. That was the scariest part of E.T. When I was a kid, that I, terrified ter- me. Me too. Yeah. It was terrifying. And it was very sudden, unexpected. And, you know, it's changed. If you watch a newly updated E.T., I think it changed from when we were kids. I think it's it's less scary now. Or maybe it's just well, but they cha- It literally did change. They took guns out of it. They replaced all the guns <gasps> with walkie-talkies. Oh, they did change it then. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I yeah. noticed changes, and I was like, uh, maybe... I, again, I just thought maybe I'd grown up, and I was, like, not as scared of E.T. Because I was terrified of E.T. I saw it at the movie theater, at the drive-in movie theater. Actually, actually, I saw it with the daughter of our guest that we have on today. I saw it with Laura Critchman. It was my first drive-in movie, and her mom is our guest today, so that's kind of exciting. What is... So, I have two things. One, I wonder sometimes how much misinformation I put out on this podcast. Because a lot of times I say things that I think are mostly correct. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. For sure. But I'm pretty sure they replaced the guns with (laughs) walkie-talkies. So So that was misinformation. No, no. I I do think... I I think it is accurate. I think there was some kind of... When they remastered it, I think they did make some changes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. But Um, but then secondly, what is the actual title of E.T.? Extraterrestrial... I don't know. So there's a a debate uh, that, that... I, I've heard. And is it E.T.? Mm-hmm. Or is it E.T., the extraterrestrial and his adventures on Earth? Because I think the full title is actually E.T., the extraterrestrial and his adventures on Earth. Huh. I'm glad they went with just E.T. Right? Though. Or that, that's how we think of it because that's too much of a mouthful. But see, now according to IMDb, it looks like it's just called E.T., the extraterrestrial. Hmm. He did so, have some adventures on Earth, though. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the... Uh, Movie poster, it well, that's not the original one, so. The original one said that at the bottom? Apparently. Um, I don't know. I listen to Doug Loves movies too much. <laughs> I don't know that they're always using fact versus fiction on that show. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so uh, we've had some sick kiddos this week in our house, and luckily we've right. been somewhat spared. I, I definitely got a little case of the ick, and I, I sound a little a little nasal, so I apologize. But, um, but for the most part, we have been... Sick free. Oh God, I can't believe I said that out loud. Now we're definitely gonna get sick. Not, not me. I think I was bit in the eye of the storm. 
Um, yeah, and this is, I took the week off work just to take a week off work, do a little bit of staycation. And, <laughs> and you got to all be, we all got to be home that's together. That's what I said. I said it turned into a family vacation anyway because everyone <laughs> is sick and just hanging around the house. Yeah, yeah, we've done a lot of hanging out, but that's okay. I mean, we've had fun and the kids, the kids have been major troopers. They just, it, they impressed me so much and, and kids, they bounce back so quickly, you know. Adults, we could learn from those kids and bounce back faster. Yeah, yeah they, 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 they're champs. They're mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed by them both. So this uh, this interview coming up is it's it's a little longer than some of the previous ones, and it's really really good. And I don't want to have to cut it down, so I, I would like to just oh get kind right of to move it. right in the interview. So, yeah, that's um, fantastic. Oh, but you know what we didn't do? Hmm. So we didn't talk about was uh, the song we picked for the, this one, and you helped me pick this one this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the band is Loyalty Freak music and the song which is really why i went with it like the title anyway uh monarch of the street not to be mistaken with king of the street or monarch of the road but monarch of the street yes <laughs> or or king of the road in case that's what you like to call it that's my that's my alt- alternative title for it oh i thought these are two like random songs you just renamed <laughs> i was super impressed <laughs> i was like whoa I've never heard of there has to be a song called king of the street though somewhere Right. There's got to be one called King of the Road. Yeah. What's the name of that one song from um, that we both really like from uh, Luke Cage? Yeah, I know. That's that's actually what this reminded me of. When, not the music itself, but the name Monarch of the Street. Um, I can't remember what the name of it is. We'll talk about it another time because it's a fantastic song. It is a good song. Look it up. Have fun finding it since we don't have the title of the author. or. I, I found it already once before I looked it yeah. up. I just can't remember. I, I can't read it. So, all right, let's start this. Okay. And here we are interviewing Jane Kretschmann. Hey everybody, as always, I'm here with uh, Annalisa, and our guest today is Jane Kretschman. Yeah, well, I was worried I wasn't going to get that last name right. How are you doing, Jane? Good, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing very good. How about you, Annalisa? How are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I, I, I'm a little under the weather, so I sound a little funny. I feel like my nose is a little stuffy, so bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going around. It's going around. So uh, you've known Jane for a long time. Yeah, so my mom and dad um, and Jane have been longtime neighbors. They they live diagonal from one another. If, and if you live here in western Pennsylvania, you say it's um, Kitty Corner. Right, yeah. Almost 40 say, years. Yeah. It'll for, be 40 years this year that I moved in. So yeah. they were already there. Yeah, so they, they, my, my mom and dad and Jane have been neighbors for 40 years. And I have known Jane since the moment I was born because... She she was a little older. Well. She she remembers. Yeah, I, I don't really remember. You the don't day, remember, but, but I do. <laughs> yeah, and and Jane has two daughters, um, and I've been longtime friends with both of her daughters, Suzanne and Laura. So we're really happy to have you here. It's nice to be here. Well, thank you. Thank you. Kitty corner or caddy corner? Because I've always said caddy corner, but I know a lot of people I say, say kitty corner. Yeah, I've always said kitty corner. I've always said caddy corner. I'm with you, Jared. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my! I've always said kitty corner. Yeah, I guess it's <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, we were kitty corner. Up, I don't know. Up the, I was. <laughs> but we were in the same neighborhood. <laughs> but I wasn't brought up here. No, that's true. And I'm from a little further east, east, west. Yeah. I don't know. You guys are closer to central PA. I think I was closer to western PA. Yeah, you so, did. So I don't know. Or I could just. And that's Never I have said it right. West. West. Mm-hmm. I maybe just like cats when I was little or something and just started saying kitty corner instead. Yeah, but catty corner. I've definitely heard people use the expression catty corner. I think I just say kitty corner. Yeah. So, okay. So our very first question, Jane. When you were young, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, that's going way back. <laughs> <laughs> that really is. But probably my first memory of what I'd want to be when I grew up would be probably a mother. I mean, because, oh, yeah. you know, my mother, when I was a preschooler, um, I mean, I do have memories of my mother and 
how I always thought she was so wonderful and could do everything and, mm-hmm. you know, baking and cooking and taking care of us and organizing the house. And, and I you had think, multiple well, siblings. I did. I did. I was the oldest, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I helped her out. But I always thought that that would be great. And I think all little girls probably, you know, would like to be a mother when you're when you're little like that. And um, but then I got into school. Of course, I went to Catholic school, mm-hmm. and um, I looked at all those nuns that I had. And I thought, wow, <laughs> that would be cool career, you know. <laughs> right. I think my I, mom I, went through exactly the well, same thing. Well, I think phase. all Catholic mm-hmm. school girls did, mm-hmm. you know. And we looked at those nuns. They had those back in those days. They had those big long habits and the big. You know, we always thought that would be really cool to be a nun, you know. But they weren't always that nice to us, you know, sometimes. <laughs> so I remember thinking, oh, I don't know if I, if I really would want to do that or not, you know. But right. then I would, I remember when I was in elementary school, I could look out the window of the school where I went, and the convent was right across the street. And I would see the nuns coming in and out of there, and I'd think, wow, that's like a big dormitory. That would be fun to live yeah. with all these kids. All your friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And right? they would cook for you and clean. That The people that lived in there cooked and cleaned for you, and you just had to come back and forth to school. And I used to think that was neat. But then as I got older, I realized that that really wasn't going to be the way it sure. was. Plus, before, like I said, I wanted to be a mother, and you couldn't be a mother and a nun. So That's I thought, true, well, I'll have to move well, that, on to another career. This reminds me of uh, whenever I was little, I always wanted to be um, Maria from The Sound of Music. Oh, yeah. And I used to think it was because she was a nun. It was like, oh, well, she's a nun. Well, she didn't become a nun. She became the mother of, like, eight kids, <laughs> eight kids overnight, basically, <laughs> right. and had a handsome captain for a husband. So I she feel like did. That, that was, was really more really the... <laughs> right. I think I, would, I think oh, I was in the sixth grade when that music when that sound of yeah. music came out. So oh, I felt the same yes, way. Yes, I thought we all did. We all wanted to be Maria. Yeah. So so then um, as I got into the older grades, like seventh and eighth grade, I think I still thought I wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't think I really wanted to be a nun. You know? mm-hmm. So but that was in the back of my mind of going into education. And at that time, I think that the role models in my life were probably why I wanted to become things like my mother or um, the nuns or the teachers or people that I looked up to and I thought I looked at them as role models. Then when I got into high school, I think it was more based on experiences I had. And I think that was why I looked at those things and thought, well, maybe I would like to do that. When I was in the ninth grade, I was a candy striper at the hospital. My mother had been a volunteer there at the hospital in Sharon. Do they still have candy stripers? Is that still a thing? Well, we were just talking about that on Facebook because Mm -hmm. somebody from Sharon, my hometown, had said, do they still have candy stripers? I imagine they probably do somewhere, but I don't think they do there. But that was a big thing back in those days. This was back in the the 60s. Mm -hmm. And that was really, Mm -hmm. um, and I loved it. I mean, you'd go up there and you, see, the thing is, is we laugh about this now. They had a cart that you took around to like the patients or their visitors and they could buy things off the carts and it was candy and they, there were cigarettes on that. That's what I was going to say. Cigarettes, right? Cigarettes on there, yeah. We sold, I was 15, 16 years old. I was selling selling cigarettes. At the hospital. Yeah, at the hospital. Now, well, they probably they were allowed to smoke in the hospital, which and is, I don't you know, know so much if the patients bought them, but they might have. I can't sure. really remember that, but definitely their visitors. But um, so, and then we also had a thing was called the newspaper. We took her around and we sold newspapers. Then, like mm-hmm. now, I think everybody gets. But um, but there were a lot of we, we would wheel the patients out sometimes if they were ambulatory. And we could take them for a walk. It's a really nice environment to be able to to work in. And um, I even, then when I was a senior in high school, I was the president of the Andy Strikers because I was there all the time, oh, wow. you know, so, so I really did enjoy that. That's great. So I thought about working in that field, like in the hospital, thought about being a nurse. Mm-hmm. But then as I got into like 10th, 11th grade, sciences weren't my strength. So I thought, well, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm really kind of doubting whether or not I should go into that field or not. But um, it was in the back of my mind then too. And then also when I was like in the 10th grade, 
I started, I was in a place in high school and um, I was in several musicals and oh, I love that. That was really fun. And you romanticize that. Really? I never yeah. knew you were in that. Yes. Wow. Uh, and I, I was, I was in, I was in three or four musicals. Oh, wow. Well, you know, that was high school and college. Sure. But, but um, my first one was in, was in the 10th grade with Guys and Dolls, you know, and wow. oh, I love that. And we had a terrific director, and I liked working backstage and everything, too. I mean, I knew I never was going to be a, a, an actress or anything. I was mm -hmm. I had taken a lot of dancing lessons, so that was sort of why I got my foot in the door with being able to be in the place. And um, But then that was not a practical career choice either because I knew that was never going to happen. Well, that's sort of, yeah, that's sort of like a right. dream job. That, yeah, yeah a lot I, of I knew my parents would never let me mm -hmm. go major in, in something like that. <laughs> so at that point in the late 60s, you know, so I, I didn't do that. So, but then um, I was, when I was in high school, I also was in like the future teachers. I joined that too. So I was kind of keeping a lot of options open there. And, um, but I certainly didn't know what career choice I would make at that time. Then when I was a senior in high school, I got a job at a department store in Sharon. It was a large mm. department store and I worked there. I really like that working in retail, which I, I know. And you know what? I thank goodness every day that I didn't decide to do that. But right. That was when I went to major in college. Then I went into business um, after I graduated from high school. So I went to IDP, do something with retail. thinking I would do something wow. in retail, or I, I kind of glamorized it, thinking I'd go to New York City or DC and work as a, a buyer or something in one mm -hmm. of these sure, stores or sure. something. But um, I went to IUP, and after my first semester, I decided that is not what I want to do. <laughs> I didn't really enjoy the classes, you know, and I thought, this really isn't a field that I think I want to pursue. So my mother said to me, I think you should go to the library and look at the library and see if you can come up with some kind of a career choice. I mean, I thought I did want to be a teacher. I didn't like that, but... That keeps coming thing. up. But well, it I, does. I and you know, I, I wasn't like you, Annalisa, where I was very artistic. And back in those days, in the late 60s, early 70s, there were no materials. You had to, you had make, to make everything, everything yourself. Sure, you know? sure, right. And mm -hmm. I remember thinking, oh, I know, I, I just don't know if I can make all that. Plus, I liked helping people. So I looked at the career choices that I saw and um, in the library, and one of them was speech therapy. And that was a relatively new field. This was 1970. Yeah. So that was 48 years ago. Now, at this point, we're at uh, your University of, or I'm sorry, Indiana University right. of Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. which IUP. Is this the end of your freshman year? It was the middle of my freshman, middle freshman year. It was year. Christmas time. When I, I got came you. Home. So well, actually, Christmas our semester break. breaks were, were different then. They were, right. we used to go to college and um, still have to study for our finals over Christmas. Oh, And then yeah. you'd come back like uh -huh. for two weeks, take your finals, and then you'd have a week break at the end of January. And so that's what it was. It was that week, and uh, I was not loving what I had taken right. that semester, and I thought, I'm going to get down, and I looked, and I and I thought, I think I would like speech therapy. Right, and, and it's it's in the field of education. And IUP had that major, wow. you know, so yeah. I went back, and uh, I talked to my advisor, and I was able to switch my major, and um, so, and you know what? That was the best choice I ever made. I wow. mean, you know, really, when I think back on that, it was kind of a different career. Um, and you were career. still really young, you know, I mean, that's just, yeah. like, we, we have to make these big choices about what we're going to do with our lives, and often it's when we're well, so young. One of the best things I've ever read in my life is when you, so the day before you graduate high school, you still have to ask permission to use the bathroom. The day after you graduate high school, you have to make decisions about the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> that's the transition we're supposed to make literally in like Overnight. a day. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. That is it's tough. Just, you think is. of how young kids are. And back on our days, I wasn't even turning 18 until September. I mean, we used to go late. You know, right. I, I didn't. Wow. I, I went to college. I was 17. You know? Oh, my goodness. Wow. And uh, I turned 18 in September. But 
now it's young to be able to decide what you want to do with the rest of your right. life. You know? Well, I'm glad you made such a good choice because you, you clearly stayed in that field. Then I did and... stay in that field. Then I, um, I student taught. Mm-hmm. I went to Richland and I student taught um, some of the surrounding schools in speech therapy. And then when I um, graduated that May, um, that summer I kind of worked back in Sharon just in retail. Because <laughs> I really didn't want to do that then either. I worked at a shoe store. And then I got several phone calls, and the one was from this IU here where I had student taught. And so that was when I came back here then. And And that was actually in Ebensburg? Well, actually, um, I had numerous schools in the area. I started out, like I had Portage, and I had Wilmore, I had Summerhill, Monday's Corner. I kind of had a lot of schools. So you would go from school to school. Right. I traveled around, had about 100 students that I saw. That was back in the day, too, where they... You kind of, you were in and out, and they, and they didn't have IEPs and things where you, you didn't have the paperwork to hold you up, and, and right. you didn't have conferences and things like that, they didn't have that. So you kind of like scooted in and scooted out and, yeah. and helped the kids. But, um, so was within this, the years went on, it got better. Was it high school and middle school, both? All high school, it's elementary school? It's kindergarten through 12. It, K it, through it, 12? Depending on who needed you. So you had to have a really diverse set of skills then, because, I mean, you were... Right, the way you'd approach it with a kindergartner yeah, versus, versus someone who's almost 18 is, is Well, really and you know what? It was mostly based on getting in there and experiencing it, you mm-hmm. know, because a lot of the kids, a lot of the things I even did were not things I was even trained so much in college. I mean, I did take things for, like, sounds, like articulation. I did take things for language. And, and so when I was in grad school, we took stuttering classes and all. But mm-hmm. then you'd get in there, and there'd be, like, vocal nodules and things. And then there'd be, like, different things that you didn't have a lot of training um, when I got to grad father. school, it was more specific, and mm-hmm. there was more um, for each uh, thing. Like there was a class on cerebral palsy, or a class on this or that. So but, then you um, did get you go you went back for graduate, right? I went back in those days to be a speech therapist. Now you you can't work with a bachelor's degree; you have to have a master's degree. I mean, oh, okay. I mean you can't go out with a bachelor's degree and work. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in those days, you could. So I got my bachelor's in that, and then when I was working here. I went part-time to IUP and got my master's then Oh wow! in speech therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I worked for 36 years in that field wow. and retired five years ago. But it was a great career choice. And the only bad thing I can say is it really developed into a lot of paperwork. Oh, uh, <laughs> sure. Over the years. And I bet Over that. Over the that... years. And from, yeah, from, mm-hmm. from when I started till the end, it really developed into a lot, a lot of paperwork. And that was going to be my next question. What was the biggest change you saw over? And it was That just... was it. Yeah. Um, it and that, but it was the late seventies when they started having the IEPs, which is an individual tell, plan for the kids. Right, that's an individualized yeah. education so plan. So every for, kid had to have their own plan. Every their, kid had to have their if own they were getting plan. if they right. were getting some kind of special service. Right. Yeah. Right. So wow. and in the beginning, it wasn't so bad. Like the the IEP wasn't real bad. But then as years went on, and with special education guidelines and rules and regulations, even sp- speech therapy was included in all the special education guidelines. Mm-hmm. So. It just got a lot more and a lot more specific, and and it was all paperwork. It was all done essentially. I mean, a lot of it was done so that kids didn't get left behind, so kids right. didn't sure. get forgotten, and they were getting the, the right education. Were good. The intentions were good, <laughs> but from other teachers too, I've heard it. It just becomes a lot of you know, it's a lot of extra work for a teacher on top of everything that you're also. Well, and I think to do. a lot of fields have that. I know they say nursing is really like right. that yeah. also. Heavy. Mm-hmm. A lot of paperwork with that too, right. and I've heard speech therapy is really bad when you're working in like nursing homes or if you're doing home visitings visitors with um, speech therapy it's really bad too so I think yeah. it's bad in all the areas 
Now, you never work, though, with anyone, like like you're saying, in nursing homes, that would be people who were elderly, maybe if they'd had a stroke or some right. kind of um, speech problem because of, of something that happened. You never did anything. No, I never did that. that. I did that um, when I did clinic in uh, undergrad and grad school. I did that in clinic. But my whole career was all in the public schools. And then over the years, though, did you end up, you know, you were moving around. In the very beginning, you had multiple schools that you were working in and out of. Eventually, you were in just one right. school yes. for a long time. And I was at Forest Hills for like 30 years just in that school. Now, in the beginning when I was there, I had to go up to their middle school. Okay. You know, because I had some middle school kids. But then it got to the point where somebody else was servicing those kids. Just in the, uh, the other speech elementary. therapist was servicing those kids because we had two in our district. Uh -huh. So, yeah, so many, many years that I only had that one school which wow. was really nice because then I didn't have to travel. So that was a big transition, too, I'm thinking, like, from the beginning, traveling around to so many schools. And it was funny, back in those days, too, you really didn't have an office. So my car was full of <laughs> everything, all my things that I had, all my homemade things, because mm -hmm. back in those days, too, they didn't have to yeah. make everything, you know? Right. And um, so my car was loaded down with all my materials because I didn't have a spot right, anywhere. Right. You know. Wow, you were kind of a transient. Yeah. In the eighties, and I got a spot, and I got a room, and I had all my materials and everything in there, and oh, that, that was nice. great. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was. And now you took a, a break at one point, right? You took a couple of years off. Well, I was able, which you know is, is really nice. I was able, whenever both of my uh, daughters were born, to take a full year off, right. you know, but then I came back. Well, you know, I have to share this story that whenever I was little, um, I can remember that, that the Kirchman girls, their mom was home in the summer, and I used to always think, oh, man, why can't my mom be home in the summer like that? That, that I just looked on so enviously at that because I thought, boy, and it never occurred to me, you know, as a kid, I wasn't thinking, oh, it's because you're in education, you, you work, and then you have the summers off. But it's funny that then when I got into education, you know, it just was so natural that, of course, I had the summers off because I never really, working in the summer is a very strange thing for me because I've never really had to do it either. You know, I went right into the field of teaching after um, after college. So, but and I you appreciate to, that. Oh my you? gosh, you do appreciate and it. I think that when you are choosing a career, like that was not a reason why I chose that career. No, no. But when you look back on that and you think, wow, I mean, it is nice if you have the summers off, but. And especially when you have kids. It. She doesn't have the summers off, my, my daughter. And yeah. uh, she, I think she's a little envious because everybody else in the family does. Right. Because including her husband, her uh -huh. sister, and myself. <laughs> <laughs> so she's the only one working. She's the only oh. one who works all year round. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is difficult. And it is it is true that your daughter, your other daughter, Laura, she went into education as well. She's a right. high school teacher. Mm -hmm. And so she gets she gets those summers off. But the downside is a lot of times you're bringing your work home. Oh, you, my right? goodness, of like course. Like your school day starts at what time? Like 7, 8 in the morning and uh -huh. sometimes goes to 7 yeah. at night, right? And and not to mention, I don't, you know, I don't know how much this happened to you, but I would imagine there was a certain level of this. You worry about your job even when you're not there. But I can remember, you know, laying in my bed at night while I was teaching, thinking about one of my students and thinking, what am I going to do to, like, make this work for them? How am I going to make this, you know, come alive or, like, there's, I'm missing something and like, there's gotta be a way to solve this. And it would keep me up at night, you know, thinking about the kids and, and you really, because I think as a teacher, you genuinely care about who you're working with. And, and if you're not, then probably you might want to re mm -hmm. reconsider what you're doing because you, I think you you're can't right, shut it Jared, off. Jared, good point that really most other fields like in the business world or something where that, I can remember on Easter Sunday, some years back in spring, we had all our IEPs in spring having to work yeah, and, and do that all the, you know, all Sunday, right? You know, right. having to work on that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of uh, we did them mostly in the spring, and a lot of times 
well, many evenings. I think that's why my daughters, neither one of them really wanted to go into that field because it's all too much paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> all that paperwork. So this is interesting. We've never had anybody who's who's kind of gone through their entire career and now is at the retirement stage. But so with retirement, how what has that been like as a as a you know change from you were working every day to now being well I know when I retired a lot of people would say you know like what are you going to do and you know some people didn't want to retire because they said what am I going to do with my time but I was kind of looking forward to it because it was a lot of years of doing a similar thing and I thought well kind of looking forward to be able to do what I want to do and that first year I kind of sort of looked around and, and kind of just enjoyed being home I spent a good bit of time going up my mother of course was couple hours away so I spent a lot of time up there doing some things for her mm-hmm. helping her out and then also um, I really needed and I know some people say this and I know I have a friend right now who's going who just retired to go through your house which you never had time to do and kind of purge at your house <laughs> start you in your attic <laughs> start in your basement I was in my house 35 years <laughs> well I know but look at that. this I've got about 35 years worth no of... <laughs> no we'll just wait another 30 you'll see oh, no. you know and you'll see remember that, that storage bin we were talking about the storage unit we're gonna need one <laughs> right and that, that's 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 the trouble with when you live in a place a long time right you kind you of acquire a lot of sure yeah. yeah so I've been but I've, I've been trying to work on that a little bit right and you never moved once you were in that house you were that house for I a have long been time. in there almost 40 years, right, so it's right. been a long time. So I've been trying, and I kind of did work on. I have a great big attic. I worked a little bit on that, but then I decided I'd, I'd like to kind of do some volunteer work. So I right now mm-hmm. I go out to Cambria Care and I, I take communion out there to the, to the patients out there. I do some work with the church. I know you help you know? clean the church. You yeah, you I do help, help clean the church, right? You mm-hmm. know, and I'm involved in. in, in I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. I I can see where your car is because you park, you know, you're right across from my parents. <laughs> you're never home. You're always out and about doing things. Well, you that's go on the trips. thing. And now, you, of course, you know I'm a yeah. grandma. Right. And now so now home. I go, uh-huh. uh, and I and I did travel, too. Yeah, you're right, you Annalise. I did. I did travel more before Amelia was born. Um, did a lot of bus trips, right. you know, and uh, now I do still do some, too. And you're but really active physically. Yeah, I do have... exercise. We go to exercise classes and Golfing. things, too. Golf. Oh, I love to golf. Right, that was what I started to do after I retired. I learned how to golf. So you never golfed very... before? No, never. Wow. I know. And you golf a lot. And I you're do good. golf. I'm, no, I'm not good. But I, I do <laughs> like it. There. I do like it. I, I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. And, of course, I bowl. You as you know, I bowl yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy that quite as much. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I need to cut back on something. So I decided to go to yeah. bowling. Because then now it. I babysit Mondays and Tuesdays. So right. And you know what? It's a late It's a late night. It's right. It's a late evening. It is. It is a late evening. And it was great. I did that for three years, too. And um, so um, it just always seems, or I like to read, and I like to do, I, I like to do things on the computer too. So yeah. I have not ever found that retirement is lonely or mm-hmm. there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really, really enjoyed retirement. It's been, it's been great. I've been fortunate with my health too. You know, yeah. you kind of thank God for every day you have right. after that. But right. um, it's been, it's been wonderful. So I've really enjoyed it. But I had a great career. So I can look back on that and think, you know, I'm just happy that I was able and fortunate enough that I was able to retire, you know, when I did. Yeah. That's, well, and you know, some people don't. They wait, you know, they kind of just say, oh, I'm going to work, I'm going to work, and then they do stuff and they don't get the They might have health They don't get to enjoy it. Right. You want to get a chance Mm -hmm. to enjoy it too, the fruits of your labor. Um, Well, that's fantastic. And it sounds like you really, I mean, overall, you had a long career in one particular field and you really enjoyed it. And I don't know that that's... 
always true. We're, it seems that's like we're finding less and less common. Yeah, it's less and less sure. Right. It's not very ch- especially in the business world, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. You don't really see that. And education you do just because people usually get in there and right. stay. Right. You know, because it's it's a secure job. But in business, true. people are switching, moving, don't doing things mm-hmm. like a lot more than they used to. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But usually, when you're in the fields like education or like well, different therapies too, physical therapy, they they do move around. Healthcare, they do they do move around too. But um, yeah. when you're usually in education, you usually stick to where you are. Right. You know? Right. Well, thank you. I I loved hearing. All, I really my, my favorite part was hearing about the nuns. <laughs> I know. Nice. Lots, lots nice of memories too. from well, the nuns. Because you never had too. them. No, right. well, I had a couple nuns. Week? I had a couple nuns whenever I Did was you? in grade okay. school that, that taught us. Sister Mildred, Sister Mildred, um, taught oh, yeah, at our school, her. and when I can recall being little, you know, being a first grader and thinking, "Wow, she's old," and you know, and just recently, she was, well, right? well, just recently, <laughs> I found out that she passed away, and I'm thinking, "Wait a second, no, she couldn't have been that old then." You know, it was just, you know, in your mind's right. eyes when you're a little kid, somebody who's over the age of whatever, maybe forty, kind of seems oh, old I, to you. I think there were some but, nuns who I had who I thought were old who were like twenty five. Right. <laughs> I, I really truly really do because especially yeah. when they wore those oh, sure. habits. Yeah, the, the habits yeah, made sure. them look mm-hmm. a lot older. It was severe. You know? It was kind of right. harsh looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's fantastic. I always love good nun stories. Those so. are those are good memories. I mean, I mm-hmm. could really get going on the nuns. <laughs> I mean, it was a great experience, but they they sure. were really this is a really different time. All right. So, is there anywhere that if people want to um, find out anything else more, or you know, do you have Facebook? Do you want anybody to know about that? Or I, mean, I do have Facebook, of okay. course, but I don't really have any. Uh, now that I'm retired, I don't really have anything that uh, other than yeah. that. Uh, as far as contacting me, mm-hmm. but um, it's been a pleasure being here and yeah, talking you. to you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much. That. You're welcome, Jared. It's a fascinating interview. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, that's it for our show. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. If you would like to check out some of the cakes that I've been making, I have a new website, annalisabakes.com. So A-N-N-A-L-I-S-A-B-A-K-E-S.com. Check it out. If you want to catch more episodes of the show, we are on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as uh, pretty much anywhere that hosts podcasts at this point. Episodes come out the second and fourth Thursday of every month. Uh, If you like it, please raise up. As for me, you can find out what I'm up to on truejared.com. That's T-R-U-J-A-R-E-D.com. You can also find me on Twitter, at truejared. That's it. Thanks for listening. Please, please, please rate and share. And have a great week. We like you guys. Love you guys.